Hello, uh, today I'm talking about The Logic of Sports Betting by Ed Miller and Matthew Davidow. Um, so yeah, apparently this Ed Miller guy is the best-selling author of over 300,000 copies sold of author of books on poker and gambling. He says that this is his first sports betting book and perhaps his favorite book so far. And Matthew Davidow is a sports modeler using proprietary methods to beat major sports betting markets for over 15 years and uh, founder of sports betting analytics firms. Anyhow, uh, I think these guys know their stuff and uh, this is a pretty good book. I'd say uh, I'd say four stars right off the bat. It's, it's pretty short and um, obviously if you're not interested in sports betting, it might <laughs> fall flat with you. Um, but yeah. Before we jump into it, I keep kind of trying to, uh, with my first episode and then with the last Woody Allen episode, trying to get a nice little musical intro, as you hear with so many podcasts, and I kind of kind of keep bungling it. So if you hear the one before this and are skeptical, I'm still working out the kinks. All right, so just to jump into it... Uh, I guess he kind of just addresses the idea that you can make money sports betting. Um, and he says that talent is expensive and the best minds can make more uh, betting than they can working for the casino. So the house has an edge, but you still need the employees at the casino to uh, implement that edge and watch for that edge. And so basically, I think what he would say is that he's just looking for mistakes uh, and, and different flub ups and, and different timing things. And so that's kind of what he'll cover here. I actually, I don't have very much to say on, on this. I, I enjoyed the whole book all the way through, but I didn't actually take that many notes. Um, and I guess this is a good point to say maybe, uh, what I alluded to, uh, in the last podcast, one of the reasons why, why there was such a long break uh, on episodes from, I think, September to, uh, yeah, February, was because I was listening to Buffalo Bills podcasts nonstop, like, just everyone that existed. And I, because I had bet heavily on Josh Allen, their quarterback, to win the MVP race at 60-1 to 1 odds. So, I mean, he came in at, like, I don't know if he came in at the number 50, 20th, 25, 30th, I mean... The, the odds didn't get much higher than, I mean, there might have been a couple of guys at like 150 or something, but anyhow, 60 was, he was one of the, uh, I guess if you can't tell that 60 to 1 is long odds, I think I put, I don't know, I a, a, more money than I should have down. Anyhow, I was going to win about 30 grand if he won MVP. Uh, and he, I ended up cashing out just because at the end it was Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I'd already made whatever, 3x my money, and so I cashed that out. And uh, I'm happy I did because he came in second, but a distant second to Aaron Rodgers. So anyhow, so I was completely absorbed into that. Then I got into betting on the games. And I did a couple of, uh, you know, I, I forget what, was it parlays? Um... Yeah, betting, betting on the Bills and then betting on other teams and uh, to see how they went. And 
and yeah, so eventually uh, got into prop betting, which was which was which was very went very well, um, and uh, and then basically put it all on the line on the not all on the line, but more than I had ever risked on one single bet for the Bills to beat the Colts by seven, which uh, there were some sports betting podcasts that were saying that that was long odds, but the Bills had just been blowing people out like the last three weeks of the season, and I thought the Colts were pretty unspectacular. Anyhow, the Colts played a great game. The Bills barely won, and hell, Mary. And so I gave back most of what I had earned from a season of listening to podcasts and sports betting. But uh, say la vie, lesson learned. And it, let it be a lesson to everyone else out there, I guess, maybe. Uh, before you listen to this podcast, listen to the book and go headlong into, into betting. Anyhow, um, so basically, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, so he's, he's saying that in addition to employees not being able to leverage uh He's saying that this is actually going to get worse because this, I guess this is the way to, as with that buy, then build, where the author jumps off of the book saying, oh, all of these all of these small businesses that are owned by baby boomers, they're going to want to sell out. This, that's why you need to basically read this book, listen to this book, and act on this information. I think he would say that with sports betting getting uh, more and more legal in every in additional states in the U.S., there's going to be a huge influx of betters and, and, and new sports books. And so there's going to be uh, things that can take advantage of that just haven't been available in previous, uh, previous years. Uh, he says that you want to have between a five... No, 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 sorry. He, also, the main thing that he talks about at the very outset is calculating the hold. And basically the hold is what percentage of the winnings the casino is going to take um, on both sides of the bet. So, uh, actually, so what is the actually the percentage of money the bookmaker or house holds onto after all the bets have been settled is referred to as the hold. So the, book, the bets for and against, um, and uh, he he tells you how to calculate the hold. I actually never did that yet, but he, I guess he's saying that. Uh, the whole percentage is a margin source by calculating the hold you can determine what percentage of the time you need to be correct on that bet to make money long term so it's kind of interesting you can just if you google it, if you google it, uh, calculating the hold then you can get uh, there's you don't actually need to do the, the the middle school grade school level math you can uh, just have a uh, calculator online do it for you uh, let's see um, so he said, I think he says that the the sports books you may notice when you put in a bet sometimes they will put a 5 to 15 second hold on your bet and I guess that's just to check that it's uh, I don't know how big of a bet this has to be but he would say get away from a sports book that does that try to find one that would just accept them because he says basically they would delay approval of your bets and reject your best bets um, he says also to uh, specialize and, and that's that's basically what I did because anytime I got away from betting from the, on the bills that things didn't go well but I was betting like small amounts of money on these prop bets 
where I was just having like, you know, okay, the tight end's going to be the receiving yards. The running back's going to beat the running yards. Josh Allen's going to beat the rushing yards. Two other receivers are going to beat the, 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 um, the, the receiving yards and they were just all cashing in. And at the end of the season, I did see that Josh Allen was the most profitable, uh, quarterback to bet on so basically they were just underestimating him all season I think probably because the fans were underestimating him all season too maybe and so that was driving down the the prop bets or something like that so uh, he, he says like he gives an example of what you might specialize in is college basketball second half point total etc um, so I, I can't really I don't know I, there's in the book I'm going to go on to here uh, um, market unknown market wizards there's one guy in there that he was doing sports betting and so a lot of times you see among traders you see this overflow between poker sports betting and then trading stocks you know it's it's a very uh, whatever it's the masculine way of maybe men trying to assert their way in the world or something or or live by their wits um but, uh, but yeah, uh, let's see what else. Uh, I guess I would say, uh, and I think the thing is, is, is that you, you find a team that you like, at least with me, you throw yourself into getting information on that team because you're want to find out if they're going to win or want to do just, just ravenous for information. And then, uh, you feel like, oh, I have all of this information. Oh, I, I should profit from it. <laughs> which I don't know if that's uh, realistic or not, but that's that's definitely what happened with me. So he says, bet during the graveyard shift at the sports books because that's when the more junior employees will be working. So he talks a lot about the, the live betting, in-game betting type of thing. Uh, so I just thought that was interesting that he stress, stresses. He says, uh, he says, no way, it's no way to... He says... Basically, you don't want to just sit on your computer waiting, waiting for odds and just staring at betting lines all the time. You'll, you know, there's no way to live. Uh, he says that he, he, uh, he has a line, refreshing the, refreshing the screen constantly, constantly refreshing, refreshing, and then bet on Major League Baseball Reds at 138. <laughs> Slam down on the bet button, close your laptop, and go watch Gilmore Girls. <laughs> so he has a nice sense of humor. Um, he talks about uh, basically you want to consistently be getting closing line value so that's basically like if you make a bet and then between the time you make your bet and the game the line shifts in, in your favor so like basically you could you know indicating that yeah, whatever if you bet if you bet on the total points of a game to be 40 and then uh, and you and you bet the over and then between the game starts it goes down to say 38 or something then he would say that even regardless if the game ends up being you know coming in at 32 points or something like that um, the fact that the line shifted in your favor before the game if you can consistently get that then that's a that that will mean you can consistently make money and you're and you're picking good bets so that's interesting because I guess sometimes you are look, you're looking for ways to validate your methodology uh, other than just winning, um, and because winning might there might be more luck involved in that I guess or different aspects of it. 
market agreement and resistance is the difference between winning and losing in liquid markets, that is. I'm not sure what that means, but it sounded like a good note at the time. Uh, he says, basically, bet into prop lines, which are the individual player uh, stat lines that are weak using spread and money lines and overs, which are strong on the total game. So I guess uh, I guess if you see a guy is, has low receiving yards, but the point total on the overall game is very high, meaning that they're going to have a lot of yards and they're going to have a lot of um, scoring. He says to analyze, is your trend that you like or that you're winning on, is it noise? Uh, is it explainable? Or does it glide and kind of shift on its own? Uh, when you get a nice bonus from the site, these different, all these different betting sites, uh, does it come with lots of requirements to do crazy bets to try and bust the account? Yeah, so I kind of, kind of ignore most of those, but I, I'm sure there are some great ones out there. Um, he says you want to create zero hold synthetic markets and bets. So, yeah, uh, amazingly, that's sorry, this is gonna be a short one. I'm that's all I got. Um, but uh, it was an interesting book, I think it was the time well spent, and um, probably I would recommend don't get into sports betting unless you absolutely have to. All right, cheers, bye. Mm -hmm.